Talk about the partners. Those guys at Power Tank, they've been with us for a long time. and it, Full of air. Full of air. <laughs> full of gas. But it's cold air. And it's inert. Yes, inert gas. Um, Jeep Life 15, Jeep Life Pod 15 for a complete system when you check out at Power Tank. Um, thanks to those guys, um, Steve and Tyler. Okay. Not Steve and Tyler. Yep. Um, pipes. <laughs> um, you want a good sound on your on your on your rig? We need to add that to my uh, punch list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is it needs to go on. Super there. Si- simple installs. Um, they're offering free shipping. Wow, that's uh, actually better than ten percent off. Oh, way, way better than ten percent off. Um, Jeep Life at Pipes Exhaust.com. I almost say Pipes Sex House. It's pipes <laughs> spelled either way. Yeah. Just put in pipe six house and don't tell them Terry sent you. <laughs> <laughs> cold, cold case is offering the same deal. Free shipping on their system. Um, listeners, Jeep Life, pa, no, Jeep Life, just plain Jeep Life. So I got an announcement to make. Yeah. Big Red oh. is getting a cold case radiator. <sighs> So keep an eye to the YouTubes because there will be a video released of the full install after I've done this radiator install like 15 times at this point. So I've kind of gotten it down. I'm going to come over and time it. it. Yeah. I help with video. (laughs) You need to video it. But I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to bring the clock over and put it in the background. No. We're oh, not. On. We're not. A digital clock. I don't yeah. like yeah, working yeah, against the clock. I'm not going to tell them about the clock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I have a new thing that I would like to offer our listeners. Oh, it's been out there for like two weeks now. Yes, kind of, <laughs> kind of iffy, iffy. I shared it out. All right. So, <laughs> oraclelights.com um, is offering a code for my friends and family at Jeep and Terry. Go there. And you're considered our friends. That's right. You are. Um, we don't have it, so we have to. Make <laughs> that'll get you 15% off of, of your... Um, your Oracle lights. Wow, that's pretty cool. I'm probably going to use that to go get some tail lights. Uh, you uh, probably should. I keep breaking them. But yeah, I don't know anything. They're going to be like, no, that guy breaks his shit too much, <laughs> so we can't give him. That's right. we're, he's the guy we capitalize on. That's right. That's right. That's right. We can charge him. <laughs> he full pays price our bills monthly. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then full price shipping. and Absolutely. Everything. He's like, oh, we're going to take him. We might even throw a friends and family additional charge on that guy. I like it. (laughs) All right, let's get this party started, and I'm going to push that button. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to the Jeep Life Podcast. Your host, Jeep and Terry, joined always in the studio with my friend, um, Break a Billy. Um, um, my friend, um, um, really? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm Break It Freaking Billy. Come on. I know. I know. I know who you are. Um, um. Um, Did you forget uh, my name no, or something? I don't know second. why my brain just he had a, stopped. He, he had a senior like, moment. I had a little seizure. Fell <laughs> off a cliff, came, and then we got grabbed the uh, flight up. <laughs> and we are the hosts of the Jeep Life Podcast. It's proudly presented by Armor Light, the toughest flooring on the trail. The most rugged, puts up with the most abuse that I can physically put it through. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, and dish open water, and it's back to new again. Yeah, I love it. Um, so they're offering our listeners Jeep Life Podcast 10, get you a complete system, um, 10% off. It's the pyramid with the bulls. That one. Yep. Uh, so our thanks to them for sponsoring and being our presenting sponsor of the podcast. Uh, in the studio tonight, filling our third seat is Beach Life Jason. Beach Life, there it is. We got Jeep Life, we got Beach Life. (laughs) 
it works. Yeah. It works. Sooner or later, we're going to find the right permutation. Yeah, I just keep going with it's it. It's like four or five words, yeah. and it's like yeah. it's like we're anagrams. Gonna, yeah. The problem is, is they don't rhyme well. No. Yeah. We got trail time, Beach, Terry. <laughs> Jeep. Very different syllables. Yeah. Seaside Jason. Seesaw but he, Jason. But he lives in... Jetty, he has, J- Jetty Jason. Jetty, Jetty Jason. Jason. That's good. I like Jetty Jason. Yeah, I like that. So, if you have a name suggestion, a catchy name suggestion for Mr. Jason... Well, depending who's on, I'm sure they're going to come oh, up with Oh, well, they got to be PG. <laughs> they got to be PG. 13. <laughs> Do they? 13. Do they? 13. I don't know. All right, well, Jason, thanks for coming in tonight. And the reason I brought Jason in is because um, we have Dave Dempsey on the line. He called in. Um, we're running up his long-distance rates. Is that a yep. thing? Um, <laughs> but we got Dave Dempsey on the line. And we're going to talk a little bit later in the show um, about trail closures. Uh-oh. They're happening everywhere. I'm not a fan of this. Where do I sign? I, that's all I need is to sign. Um, but the reason we brought Jason in is because this particular trail closing we're talking about is in New Jersey, and Jason is um, very close to my uh, yeah, spent a lot of second time home. Yeah, Dave, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Oh, not bad, not bad. Just getting the party started, if you will. Well, we we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on with us. Really, last moment. I mean, we didn't even know we were going to record until hell. Four hours ago. Sorry. Hours ago. <laughs> Sorry. That's no problem at all. <laughs> well, it seems like Dave has the same kind of life that we do. We fly by <laughs> the seat of our pants. <laughs> yeah. That's and, it, yeah. and if we're not holding on, the seat's going to go away with us. <laughs> uh, I, it needs to be taped down. I, I'm having problems with my mic. I don't know what's going on. You had problems last week with your mic, too. <sighs> it, it happens. So, Dave... Tell us a little bit about yourself real quick. Uh, well, I live in Aco, New Jersey, which is in the southern part. And uh, my backyard happens to uh, border Warden State Forest, which is uh, oh. pretty, it's, uh, pretty much in the heart of the Pine Barrens. Okay. Uh, and the other side of the house is a uh, dirt road going right into there. All right. And, uh, I've been... Um, so we've driven by your house. Um, Dude. most likely if you know where the Echo Dragway is or was, I, don't. <laughs> I can walk there, <laughs> but it's, um, I've been here 42 years, um, wow. been going back on the dirt roads the whole time, uh, with my father in the beginning. And then I moved to, uh, sand rails and dune buggies when I was about 12 years old. And, um, then to, uh, trucks and Jeeps once I got my license and, uh, never really took a break. So the majority of my, um, the majority of my time spent in the woods is back right back behind my own house. Wow. That's awesome to have that kind of playground right out back. Yeah. Yeah. Just to go out and explore, you know, I mean, the trails aren't, um, there's no big hills or rocks or anything. They're mostly, uh, sand roads, um, yeah. but there, there's wet spots and whatnot. And, um, oh, yeah, there's some wet spots in that. Yeah. Forest. You can definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely need your winch even on a modified vehicle. Okay. So, Check the depth before you drive. Through. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, did you, you said something about Jeeps? Do you have a Jeep? Uh, I have a handful of them. I have a uh, 47 CJ2A on 44s. I have a 83 CJ7 on 44s. And I have mm. a Jeep Cherokee that I'm uh, currently building uh, on 35s for back here. The other two are more uh, specialty event vehicles, I guess you could call them. Nice. Interesting. He has more in tires than I do in my old Jeep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, welcome to the Jeep Life Podcast. Um, thanks for spending some time. I, we, we normally put together agenda, but we've been doing this. We're in our fifth full season now. Yeah, fifth. Wow. Um, Long time. Yeah. And um, I've been interested in something for five years. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's crazy enough as it is, right? Well, it involves Jeeps. You get a participant prize. Oh, cool. I get my little trophy. I didn't do anything really. I guess I dropped my Jeep off with Dr. Don for a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's about the only Jeeping thing I've done in 
since the last it's your time off, we hit record. It's your off-season like <laughs> protocol. Yeah, know, well, I jeeped a lot. This did week. you? I well, I work. Uh, true, true. So um, I'm always jeeping. Well, it's because I pull into the driveway. Jason's jeep is out there. There's a various array of jeeps <laughs> parked in the in, in the, the back, back back here. In the well, back technically, corners. there's two of my jeeps here. Oh, yes. That's true. Yeah. So Jason's uh, 97 TJ is in the parking lot. Yep. Um, the buggy's in the parking lot. Uh, my big red yep. is in the parking lot, and nothing's in the garage. Oh. Garage is empty. TJ's got to go back in the garage. TJ's got to go back in the garage. I gotta, I gotta finish. I gotta finish the TJ this week. Yeah. Um, and I gotta get. So we never really broke the news. Of about the project project, that I've been working on previous to. Yeah, season four. Season four. We we kept hinting at something at a project that Break It Billy was working on. Well, Break It Billy found his sister a jeep. Nice. And it was a glorious and magical event. Yeah. Giving her her first Jeep yep. on Christmas Day. Uh, the video is awesome. It was amazing. Um, like, still brings tears to my eye because yeah. it is, a, she is over the moon. Yeah. Can't yeah. contain the emotions. No, and nobody in kid. the family can either. Yeah, yeah. She is an amazing kid, works her ass off, and. You know, I, I just, I'm so proud of her. Yep. And she deserves it. Yeah. So you, you, you basically got So the story LJ. starts yeah. like six, eight months ago. When I texted Billy about an LJ. <laughs> no, well, no, this is even previous <laughs> oh, to this. that's true. That's this true. is, I've been looking for a Jeep for my sister for yeah, yeah. six to eight months since, yep. you know, you got. Lexi, her first Jeep, I started, yeah. like, right after that, I started looking for one. Those are basically the same age. Yeah, they are. They played sports against each other, they as a did. matter of fact. Yep. Yes, they have, as we have discovered each other <laughs> in a parking lot somewhere <laughs> in a rural area. Yeah. Um. So, and then right after Thanksgiving, I found an LJ. Yeah. 2005 LJ with a momentous amount of miles on it, but... It's the 4.0 liter automatic yep. transmission. The thing is freaking awesome. It was very good condition for what it was. Yep. And it was the right price. Perfect. So Break It Billy turned, put his Fix It Billy hat on and decided to completely restore it in a month's time. <laughs> 25 <laughs> days. 25 you, days, actually. You literally had a deadline. I had a deadline. And it got repainted. And all kinds of bonded, patched, fixed, scrubbed, new fenders, new everything. LED headlights. uh, Yeah, real nice. Real nice Jeep now. That's awesome. Yeah, we actually had some leftover leftover parts parts that I brought over. That you brought over and contributed to the system. Yep. Um, But yeah, it worked out amazing. And you can see the chronological order or the Chronicle that is going yep. on on my Facebook and Instagram page right now. Um, and head over and check out that sweet... It's Bone Stock. Yeah. Bone Stock LJ. Black on black. Things freaking awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's great. So that was the project. We have finally announced it. There you go. <laughs> that's right. Um, like a month that, late. Yeah, so I, that's exciting. I've... I loved kind of seeing how it progressed. and But title sponsor, Armorlite, yes. wants to put a Armorlite system in the, in the LJ. Yeah. So check the YouTubes again yes. for an install video of how to put an Armorlite in an LJ. Yeah, it, as long as you can get all the bolts out for the seats. Yeah. That's an e- we, that's we know a great how to fix install. that problem. I'm on that. <laughs> I'm on that. Yeah. A, f- a few swift strokes with a mallet can resolve that problem. <laughs> Small sledgehammer. I, I like it. It works real well. Um, but no, that's cool. Congrats to Lauren. That's yeah, amazing. She's that armor light, is that a uh, coating, like a bed liner? Or is no, that a- so it's actually, PVC. It's, 
it's a triple layer yep. um, carpeting system that is a, uh, it's actually manufactured by a sister company to the OE company that makes all of the carpets for Jeep. So they sat back and decided to um, make a more robust yep. flooring system for the Jeep. So it's more, it's a heavier duty um, rubberized carpet. Yeah, it's, P, it's a PVC base with the same backer as the modern yes. carpet. Because when I ripped out my JK, it's got that it's same got, backer, yeah. almost like an underlayment. But the top, instead of carpet, it's this real thick heavy PVC it's, it's urethane. Five, it's probably upwards of, of like it's a good quarter inch thick. I mean yeah. the stuff's heavy. Yep. But what's beautiful is it also punches out to the uh floor drains. So I think that's kind of one of the token features is it comes with the push through floor drains pull pop yep. for the floor drains. So it just works. Sounds like something that would hold up to the cedar water or South Jersey. Oh, that's it holds it's my, up. That's why it's in my beach Jeep. <laughs> I probably have a quarter inch of water sitting in my floor pan in my driver's seat right now, <laughs> and I'm not worried about it. Nope. Now it handles the the it handles the snow, salt, mud, dirt, sand, yep. water, yep. all of that stuff, and dog hair. Dog hair. Lots of dog hair in my car. Yeah, and and Joe on the, on the feed says it's made in North Carolina, and yes, it it's is. U.S. made, U.S. produced, um, ships local. Like you place your order, and it's there. If it's if, you know, if it's made ready, made and ready to go, yep. it's at your door in yep three four days. Yeah, it's great. Um, and the and the people that that work there are just terrific people. I, awesome. I can't say enough good things about them. Um, obviously, we have. Yep, we have it in our all of our rigs. Um, and I don't think I would know what like I had carpet. Yep, I had no carpet. Yep, and now armor light, and I probably wouldn't. I mean, I have armor light in the buggy. Yep. Uh, uh, the heat, the noise reduction, the heat alone. That's, yeah, that's a big thing between the spray on. Mm-hmm. You know, if the question is, is it like a bed liner spray? Like if you rhino line the inside of a tub, yeah, you don't get that factor. You get the coating, and you certainly have it. It holds up amazingly, you but know, it's, it's a that's a good treatment. Yep. Um, but, but this is a lot more friendly if you're living in the Jeep. Yeah, it's an insulative barrier. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, and and you know the question is, is it roll on spray on? It's neither. It's and way insert. better than that. You rip out your carpets and you put in. Uh, it 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 is the same. It's exactly the same yeah. shape as the carpet you just took out. It's stiffer. It's, it's form ju- fit. It's yeah. just form fit. It's got three layers. It's mildew re- resistant. It, go to goarmorlight.com yeah. and there's check a, it there's out. There's a good product video there. Um, yeah, explains the whole thing. It's fantastic. I, mm-hmm. uh, this has turned into an advertisement for Armorlight. But once there again, you go. <coughs> I just I, had a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's great because, like, it's hard to explain what Armorlight is. Well, there's a reason why they're our title sponsor. Yep. Um, because we believe in what they do, and and they believe in us, and. Yeah. And also, we put it through the paces of... Oh, we certainly put it through the paces. My system is the same system that we released with the install video three years ago. Uh, four years ago. Almost four years ago. Almost four years ago. Yep. We did an install video of putting Armor Light in my Jeep, and yeah. it is still like I go out and clean it with a little dish soap and water and a scrubbing brush, a little elbow grease, and it is back to... Right the day I installed it. And you it. pull the plugs and all you do is just rinse it out. And it rinses right down and out. Yep. You got to make sure the Jeep's parked at the correct level, though, or else it all just sits in the front of the floor. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So I have to use park, your hand to scrape the water. Park up, on an incline when yeah, washing. It, it handles the the storage, uh, the salt really, really well. Salt, sand, mud, grease. Did I say dog hair? Dog hair. Dog. Oh, yeah. Dog Cat hair. Have a lot of big, Dakota, big, big, biggie Dakota. Yep. I have a yep, big husky sure. Malamutin. Yep. That dog sheds, we call her the furricane. 
I love it. Uh, I'm no longer Jeep and Terry for a while. No, you're Bronco Terry. Yeah, I'm Bronk and Terry. Bronk and Terry. Just <laughs> weird. It is so weird. Um, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Like, what? Or until you get back in your Jeep. What's funny is I'm going to pull into our Jeep club meeting on Wednesday. Hmm. <laughs> and we're and we're all going to ignore you. <laughs> I know. That, that's my dream. I'm not that's even showing dream. up. There you go. That's my dream. Yeah. I'm boycotting it because you, Terry's you, gonna show up in a Bronco. I won't. I won't necessarily park with everybody else. But you, you better park in the back. I'm pulling in on the, the other side. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I am skiing, Billy. That's, yeah, you are skiing. I am Billy into right ski now. season, so yeah. I, I, my I, Jeep is providing a service to get me to and from the mountain. That's it. That's it. And it handles it well. Yeah. So when mine's in the shop, I'm living that life for right mm. now. Well, I'm also using it for work too. Yep. So. You're uh, traveling a lot for work. Oh, my God. So much. So much travels. Um, what about you? Anything new with your Jeep? No, not really. It's just maintenance stuff right now. It's the off-season stuff. Yeah. The typical yeah. typical everything. Mm-hmm. I'm working with Billy. Billy's actually working on a bunch of stuff for the TJ. Uh, mine just maintenance and then maintenance on every other yep. darn vehicle I own. And, yeah, I know that. I actually installed the brand motion full view. That thing's pretty nifty. Yeah. (laughs) That thing's like a trinket. It's it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's great. Nice. Yeah, I saw that. I've got to have that. It's a little difficult at night. Tell us what it is. So this is a um, rear view camera system. Yep. That mounts in your mirror, yeah, or it gives you a new rear new view rear mirror, mirror, mirror right. that is camera fed, yeah. Um, so you you still have the option of a rear, rear view mirror in the standard factory location. When you yep. turn it off, it still acts as a regular mirror. Uh, okay. However, when it's on, it is getting a live feed, instantaneous from behind your vehicle via a 4K camera. Nice. Yeah, I, I've i seen it in action. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. And then on top of it, it also gives you a front-facing camera. Yeah. Record, like it record, has the ability to record. Um, zoom, panorama, this, that, and the other thing. All kinds of... And it's not ridiculously priced. It's, it's expensive. Yeah, it's 400, it's 450 bucks retail. I expected more than that retail. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could ex- very much expect it. Yeah. It is a bit of a hassle to install. You do need to run a cable from your tailgate routed throughout the tailgate all the way into down and around and up in, yep. into your dash area. Right. You need to tap power. However, when it's in, it is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to check that out at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is killer. Um, we lost video feed. We lose video feed. I don't know. We have a picture of Kylo out there now. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Um, uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It was. I think it's so cool. It was a pain in the touch to. What's the name? Install. Install. Yeah. Yeah. Just a long time. That's all. Jason, I'm take, taking a look up there and see what you see. Might not see nothing. Oh, there we go. Never mind. Did it come back? Yep. And we're back it video-wise. Was technology. I was threatening yeah. it by moving toward it. <laughs> That's right. This happens all the time. I show up in my wife's office. They're like, hey, it hasn't been working all week. And you, you show, show up and up. it starts working. <laughs> you know, all you have to do is be like, don't make me call Jason. That's it. <laughs> and then the so printer, you got to talk to it. I talk uh, to my Jeep all the time. That's probably why it's always mad. That's why you're on I'm your sorry. fourth motor. Yeah. Come <laughs> oh, yeah. on, oh, baby. What don't, are you saying to don't it? Don't fail me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into um, our main topic. Yes. And the topic. Trail closure. Yeah. It's going on everywhere. It's, uh, we, we use our vehicles out there and go on trails. 317 miles have been closed by the BLM in Moab. Yes. Um, trail closures are, are happening everywhere. We have very little um, state 
roads, trails that are available here in Pennsylvania. Um, but a new discussion is trail closing in Wharton State Forest. Correct. New Jersey, that is. In New Jersey. Correct. And that's a big parcel of land. 122,000 acres. Yeah, it's a huge parcel of land. And so we did bring um, Dave Dempsey in for this. A local to the area. Yeah. Lives there. Avid trail user and avid jeeper. Yeah. So Dave, tell us what's going on in in your um, area. Your neck of the woods. Yeah. Uh, Literally. This has been an ongoing issue going back into uh, probably about 2008, 2009. I've been involved with um, fighting to keep the roads open. and I don't like to use the term trails back there. I like to use, to use the term roads. Okay. Um, okay. That goes back to when the state acquired the land back in 1954. Um, Joseph Wharton, who owned the land, um, owned the land. He didn't own the roads. If you own one side of the road, you own the other side of the road. You don't own the road. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's sort of a uh, touchy subject, especially when it comes to the state officials, when you say the, the terminology of trail or road. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> they've been trying to limit vehicle access back there for quite some time now. Um, and the heaviest was started in 2015. Yeah. And we uh, started as driving around back there, people start to know these, notice these, uh, brown plastic whips that were starting to show up at the, uh, entrances of different dirt roads out there, um, that said no motorized vehicles. And, um, people were starting to block the roads off with deadfall, like the fallen dead pine trees and yep. whatnot different dead shrubs and a few of us were discussing it and like what's going on and uh, i happened to call the uh, superintendent at the time of the state forest and he's like ah you're starting to witness the uh, new map plan map uh, was an acronym standing for motorized access plan Mm. and uh, he's like i really think you guys are gonna love it though and when they say you guys are uh, referencing to the, uh, I'd say the recreational motorized crowd. Um, I don't like saying off-road because once again, we're on roads um, back there since it is a state forest. Right. Uh, and they are marked. Like they show up on a map. They have they names. Sh- yeah. They have names. They, they're in they Onyx. All, they're, they're on. They're in Google maps. Yeah. Well, the, not all of them, but uh, I mean, most it's of a road. Them. It's that a gets, road. That actually gets to the one of the subjects we're facing today back there. Um, the state wants to introduce an official map for back there, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. You got people coming from all over the nation that come back there, you know, it might yeah. not be for um, recreational motorized use, but they're still using their vehicles to get to hiking spots, canoe drop offs. Um, the equestrian world, they got vets coming out if there's uh, any injury to a horse or anything like that. Um, the, several, roads get that used, the roads get used a lot, so um, an official map is a uh, important thing back there. However, a lot of people don't realize we got the USGS maps of back there, the U, uh, U.S. Geological Survey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a pretty well-funded federal program up until about 1997. And at that point, their maps started to sort of look more like Google Maps than anything. But you get yourself a um, 70s or 80s topographical map of Warden State Forest. It's extremely detailed. It's more detailed than Onyx. It's more detailed than Google, hmm. Apple, any of them. Um, and uh, that's the official map that we use. And when I say we, it's the local people who have been going out there for quite some time, the hunters, the us, everybody. Uh, And if you go by what's on that map, it actually equals to a little bit over 500 miles of dirt roads and Warden state forest alone. That doesn't include the rest of the state forest. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
In 2015, with the motorized access plan, they released a draft of a new map um, that they wanted to become the official map. And it was very quickly, you could tell that it was missing a lot. It was like half that. It was like 270 some miles worth that it was missing. Wow. Um, And that caused quite the uproar. And it wasn't just the uproar of the Jeep world. I mean, that was a huge part of it, but it was... uh, the hunters, I mean, the enduro riders, it was everybody, um, except for the hardcore environmentalists and lobbyists. Um, that now when I say hardcore, I mean they don't want to see motorized access at all. Um, and we fought. We uh, we showed up at. I mean, Warden State Forest resides in I think it's like seven or eight different townships of mm-hmm. New Jersey. We were at every township meeting, um, flooding the court the the courtrooms where they're holding the township meetings, uh, to the point to where they couldn't allow anybody else in, and the parking lots were full, um, all in people that wanted um, different townships to sign resolutions against us. Um, wow. And it was I think it was in 2016 after all these different meetings and people signing petitions and contacting their congressmen and legislators eventually the new jersey department of environmental protection ran rented out a local high school auditorium to do a public apology for um overstepping their boundaries oh and, um, what we came in solution with was that there'd be more signage out there letting people know um yes this is a road no it's not a road um and also putting up some of the laws. I mean, in order to go out there, you have to be registered and insured, and um, basically, legal. yeah, you got in order to drive back there, you have to have a vehicle that's also legal to drive down the New Jersey Turnpike. So, and I think uh, uh, I think a lot of people don't necessarily know that when they hear about the Pine Barrens, they hear, oh, there's again, everybody uses that term trails, but so I can't take the buggy. It, no, oh, no, it's it's. Yeah, it's um. You're not supposed to be on motocross bikes. You're not supposed to be on ATVs. It's supposed to be as as he says. It's it's you are a it's a road. It's it's a named road. If if you can't drive that in your neighborhood, you can't drive it there. Yeah, Mm. I mean it's not off by the book. Interesting. It's not an off road park. Some people who don't know are just recently getting into the scene. just out of ignorance, not even just out of lack of education, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. You think that they can sort of go wherever and see a swamp on the side of the road and blow a new set of ruts in it or whatnot, which is, uh, that's not by any means what I'm uh, standing up for. Right. Um, it's just responsible access to the roads, which just happen in their natural terrain. Um, to be trailers. Some of them can be rather difficult and challenging. Um, they they'll eat a jeep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen yeah. pictures where <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I see on some of the 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 local Facebook pages like ah, oh, I'm out here on you know X Y Z road. I'm like, can somebody winch- pull me out? <laughs> I've been winching people out all week, um, mainly due to some of them Facebook pages. <laughs> uh, it can get especially in this time of the year once you start having six eight inch deep thick ice walls. Um, oh yeah, people, you don't realize oh, it. That's gonna yeah, drop yeah. four feet into a puddle, mm-hmm. yep. a very big puddle. I mean, that is that, and that's also something where I feel as um, if they wanted to use the USGS map, but then add almost like a color code system, as mm. you'd see it, like Rouse Creek or something like that. Right. Then it keeps the person with the Subaru Forester from going down Correct. there, and they don't know about these facebook pages to get pulled out they don't know who to call locally to come pull them out or where the or where the roads are that have bypasses because a lot of the heavy hitting pits of doom mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well a lot of times have like a you know a, a bypass that you can now that's take. a sticky situation too the bypasses because technically going back you're not to on the road roads at that point you're entering dep property mm. and you're going off of the road right so yeah it's a, it's a yeah there's a it's a real sticky situation that we have out there um but i mean yeah a lot of these roads there's the claim where okay some of these roads go into sensitive areas where people have ventured off the roads mm-hmm. which i'm all about 
um, getting the nonprofits up and out there and uh, help volunteer to bollard off some of them sensitive areas, but not closing the roads. Right. Uh, and then there's always the people that want to over dramatize what we have going on out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people don't realize, but going back into the early 1900s and even the late 1800s and even before that, the Pine Barrens was logged to the point of you'd look and as far as you could see, it was nothing but clear cut land that was to feed the furnaces for the iron ore um that was being used back there mm. and um then there was just the cedar harvesting and everything else that was going on back there and once you started getting into the um later times of that into the 1950s and whatnot they were using pretty heavy machinery to get across cedar swamps and other miscellaneous challenging terrain to get to get to the trees and clear cut um and the pine barrens has you go back there now you would never guess that um it is a rather robust forest um that can take i can't say abuse but it has taken humans pretty well um even forest fire, you got to think the, the 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 pines light on fire all the time. You'll see just it just last the, summer. Yeah, I mean it's almost every um, once you get into that early summer, late spring where it's very uh, dry, it's not humid. Um, I mean around Father's Day, that was one of yep. the big ones, and um, the tender box lighting off, and um, you go back there where that big fire was two years ago. I mean, it is, it's pines coming in super thick in order for the pine cones to even open. They got to reach a certain temperature without fire. The pines will soon become the oaks. So, hmm. well, and Terry, you remember seeing that. Cause yep. remember I pointed out, yep. cause Terry came down, met up with me for a run down there and we were off in one area and I said, see over here. And you could see where there was like a line yep. of like where it had burned. Um, <laughs> because different sections have burned. They've done controlled burns to, con- you know, to deal with it. Pines grow super fast. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it hides itself pretty quick. They burn pretty quick too. They burn pretty quick. Um, yep. But now one thing that I've always wondered, you know, as I've gotten more involved down there and it, uh, you know, what I never really understood is, you know, what is it that drives those that just want to shut everything down? Is it just because, you know, I've read everything from, you know, the old adage, a few bad apples spoils the, the bunch, um, you know, get a couple people out there yeah. doing some rambunctious things. And we always talk about tread lightly and principles of all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, you know, is that what has kind of, kept having this back and forth with trying to shut down the vehicle access there. I mean, what, I don't know what happened out in Moab, but I know that that's a touchy topic with the, uh, the Pine Barrens. It's a little bit of a few different things. I mean, you got the people who, um, they see where people have torn up swamps and stuff like that, or they'll see it on YouTube or any other social media. And, oh, my God, they're destroying the wetlands. This has to be put to a stop. Um, You got people who take it another step further, who say any kind of carbon trace whatsoever, like it's a pristine forest that can't have any disturbances by motor vehicles at all. Um, You get um, a couple bad apples that are ripping through the woods and the jeeps at a high speed and come across a group of horses and then you get some of the horse people, um, angry. Um, somebody sees a rare bird and somebody comes through with a loud exhaust, the bird may fly away. You get a little bit of it all, but at the end of the day, all these same people are still going to be using motor vehicles to do what they want to do back there. Um, mm-hmm. hunters hunters for instance are a big one i mean they there's people who've been hunting the same spots since their great grandfather that could be nestled miles into the woods and you shut down some of the side roads that come off that are less traveled Mm -hmm. 
main roads and then the next thing you're stuck dragging a deer out three miles to your vehicle yeah um, it really comes and affects everybody and there's campgrounds uh, in there too which can i think I, can i just mention something here like there are natural events that happen hurricanes tornadoes this that and the other thing mm-hmm. that do more damage to the land than some guy ripping through it and his you know giant lifted truck and a swamp yep like there's hurricanes and tornadoes that come through this area and right. level areas. Right. Like, it's a natural cycle. The, the ecosystem's going to repair itself over time. It always does. Right. Well, I guess that might and, be the And I, I understand we need to take better care of all land in general. But also, like as we're talking now, driving on the roads that are already been there since the eight, you know, 1850s, 1900s, like it's, it's, we're not changing anything. It's been there, been there for a long time. The trees don't, actually you're doing less given the trees don't grow there anymore for a reason. Well, when you think about the, so it was, um, all that land was, you know, iron furnaces and there's production, yeah. there's ruins that you can go. If, if you know where certain spots are, there's cool ruins and there's abandoned towns and all sorts of stuff. Like it's 122,000 acres. It's a lot of it's area. Big. Um, and you realize like all of that was a huge environmental impact. Yeah. And when you go by those sites, they've all been reclaimed by nature. Yes. Um, so I think I'm kind of saying to your point, yeah, 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 the pines bounce back, but it's rather. a responsible thing. Like, don't go be don't a dingleberry tearing yep. things up, be responsible. Right. It's the same thing we say about where it is an off- off-road park. You, you know, think of a couple of specific individuals we know that would flip out if you just went into off, off limits areas of our favorite well, park and, or you start cutting down a tree or doing something yep. crazy. No, <coughs> it's responsible use. And I think that's, it's the meeting in the middle. It's the, mm-hmm. Hey, I like and appreciate those that are yep. out there advocating for the environment. But at the same rate, there's gotta be a meet in the middle. It can't just be an absolute. Mm-hmm. We've been trying that for a long time. I mean, like I said, since 2010 was one of our first attempts where we put together a group at the time it was called new jersey trail lovers condition mm-hmm. um coalition or something like that yep. i believe and i know there's open trails and jay there's open trails i'm a found i'm a founder of open trails and um, a member of open trails and very um i support a lot of what they do um they've been a huge help especially going back to 2015 um and the original one, New Jersey Trail Lovers Coalition, we had two of the, for lack of better terms, most hardcore local environmentalists that you could think of on on there. And then we had some guys who were bigger into the enduro scene. and um, A voice of all of the stakeholders. Me, me from the 4 by 4 world. And it literally came to the point of the two environmental guys, either we do it this way or we're not doing it at all. And then things went silent for a while after that. That was, that sort of collapsed it. And then 2015 came around with the, their attempt of the motorized access plan. That's when me and a couple others formed uh, open trails, New Jersey, which is still active in all this um, today. But um i noticed um joe morrison brought in he said in the comments on facebook he just said money and that does play a big role in some of the pushing for this to be closed as well if you close some of the interior parts of the forest at that point you provide a service to get to them um, an outfitter company for say to get to different canoe drop off and pickups that you can't get to so much with your own personal vehicle now because there could be roads closed and it just so happens that one of the nonprofit organizations within new jersey um happened to open up an outfitter company back Mm. in 2015 so so there's coincidence follow follow the 
follow the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go much further than that. Um, but I mean, yeah, you can sort of follow the uh, mm-hmm. follow the trail to where I'm going with that. So on <clears throat> on that note, is there? Do you think local small business economy um, is improved by visitors coming into the area, or is that a impact at all? There is, um, I mean, I'll use them as a reference. There's a um, bar and grill, the Piccadilly Inn. Yep, Um, Mm -hmm. right up to a six. Constantly, Jeep clubs and just different groups of people that go out there. Yep, they have good chicken. They go there for for chicken wings, you know. I mean, yep. that's that's the thing, and I mean, they them and along with the gas stations up and down around the areas and other little bar and grills. I mean, they all benefit off it when people are done being going out there. They're hungry. They need to fill up with gas. Um, they need to get who knows, maybe get parts. You know, back when Jeep Jamboree was once allowed to do something back there. Yeah. So that um, would the closing of those roads would could impact the the economy in the area right yeah big time we had local businesses that uh put up signs scrap the map back in 2015 mm. because they knew that it would it, it, once you chase the people out of there that are providing the business i mean it's it's a decent percentage of profit going yeah so do you think with <clears throat> if if education um about the area was was raised would it have a positive effect i mean you know letting definitely, you definitely. Know? look at the signs alone that were put up out there um along with different events because open trails new jersey is in with tread lightly as well and um they've been to different events where they've handed out literature and whatnot but if you take the combination of that along with the different signage that was placed in yeah. 2000 15 if you were to go to some of these areas that they took pictures of uh, that were um, misused off the sides of the roads and whatnot and go there now and do before and after pictures i mean it looks tremendously good compared to what it did back then right. grass growing back frogs are singing again i mean it's doing <laughs> <laughs> doing all the stuff that it should do, you know, and that's just over a nine year period. So with education and the signage, which I'll also put in with education, the amount of misuse has gone down to the extent that some of these nonprofit organizations are still using pictures from 2014, 2015 to try to get people um, stirred up, mm-hmm. stirred up. And if you were to go back to them spots now, them same people would be like, what's wrong? Well, you see, I mean, you see it. Cause I mean, Terry, when you were down yeah, there with yeah. me, um, I mean, I, I can think of, there was one or two instances where, you know, there was, a, we were with a fairly large consortium of people and there was a couple of groups and, and that's yeah. sort of a bit frowned on is to have these large groups. It's not like our spring trail ride or something. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're in this group and there's one or two, you know, knuckleheads that there's like a little area that's kind of like a sand pit. Um, nothing oh, particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. sensitive about yeah. it, but you know, they, they're like, Oh, let's, you know, do like a, you know, a whip around in a circle or whatever. And I'm like, Oh no, like that's, that, no, that's not what you do here. So yep. it's very, it was very clear to me at that moment. I could understand that was my first sort of, uh, introduction understanding why there was sort of an anti-sentiment because people didn't that's what they thought everybody was doing right and i'm like no 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 no. and then think about the way we operate how much do we pack out of there in your bag oh your yeah tre- your tread yeah. lightly bag yeah i think we filled that thing halfway with junk and garbage that we picked up yep. from the forest mm-hmm. so if more people uh, you know worked that way I think Absolutely. it'd be a po- more positive energy versus you get a few knuckleheads back there. And those are the pictures that somebody wants to keep throwing in everyone's face. Right. Correct. A lot of the people who like to do the donuts and everything like that, they go and post it on their social media. And what they don't realize is a lot of these, you're helping this become a problem. A lot of these environmentalists that have names that we know already. I mean, they're using fictitious accounts and whatnot. They gather that, send it up to the New Jersey DEP and like, yeah, this is what, them four by four guys and Jeep club guys are all about, you know, yep. that's not the case. I mean, one of the 
people who's been chiming in, Steve Sazabo, he, him and his wife are the, um, they're the head of uh, Pine Barrens Venom Jeep Club, and they're constantly out doing different cleanup events and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, going back up until I forget what year, I think it's been like five or six years now. There used to be the, um, there used to be a cleanup that was nothing but the four wheel drive guys and the, um, and the Jeep guys. And it happened every year after it was sponsored. I think Quadratech was sponsored and they sponsored it. Uh, the Piccadilly sponsored chick free chicken wings afterwards. It was huge. <laughs> yeah. You're talking three, what were they? 30 cubic yard, the huge dumpsters. Well, we, we did that. That one was clean up a year ago, yep. just up at AOAA. So yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't take much to go find a bunch of junk and get it out of there. There was stuff in the pines. The pines was a dumping ground. It used to yep. be looked wasteland. I mean, there's asbestos shingles and mm -hmm. there's huge piles of contractor trash from the seventies and eighties. You go through there now, you barely see any of that. And that all came out in them dumpsters of years and years of cleaning up. But the sad part of that all, that same <clears throat> superintendent that I spoke about earlier, put an end to that event. Um, it was putting a positive spotlight on the four wheel drive crowd. And I don't believe he was personally happy with that. Mm. Um, even just recently tread lightly worked with open trails, New Jersey to try to get a cleanup together and they had to jump through hoops and basically sort of do it in a gray area kind of way because that same person didn't want it to happen. Didn't want them to go out on the trails and clean them up. Correct. That is like, we're going to call it out. Straight, no, because I, right I only want to tell the story of you guys tearing stuff up and get you out of here. Yep. Correct. No, well, they you were. You know what that person needs? A Jeep. <laughs> no, they don't. They need no, something no, else. That, that would, it, it would be no. a life changing moment. But seriously, right tread lightly. Scott Ammerman tried to put together a trail cleanup and restoration project, part of Tread Lightly. Yep and Quadratech's partnership to do 50 trail cleanups in 50 states across the United States, and he had to jump through hoops yep. to the point of, like, they went to a parking lot and said, here's trash bags, I have to look the other way, and I can't tell you to go pick up trash. That is Crazy. correct. We're in New Jersey, in the Pine Barrens, yep. So what can our listeners do to help? One of the big things, I mean, there's multiple things that can be done, but one of the most immediate things is January 24th, this coming Wednesday, they are presenting a draft of this new map. And they are, there's not going to be a formal speaking presentation during that open house. Um, however, they are allowing stakeholders to view this map, ask questions, and comment on it. Um, if people can show up and maintain a uh, civil um, posture <laughs> and put input in it, that would be highly appreciated. And um, also from Wednesday till March 9th um, on the New Jersey DEP's website, you'll be able to comment on the map because it's still within the stakeholder um, process. So there's still input that can be put in. Okay. I, thought there was, I thought there was a meeting coming up in like February that is, or something or another. Um, unless that really was old news, because I thought I had seen something commented or discussed that there was a meeting coming up that was a different date, but I think you would know better than I. So what I'm hearing is the biggest thing that people, our listeners can do, because they're probably mostly of them, most of them are not local, is to go on to New Jersey's Department of Environmental Protections Agency's website, view this map. And give their opinion and their viewpoint of the map and what needs to differ. In a civil manner. In a, in a civil, professional manner. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at it, this whole thing, this is like stage or step four, I believe, of this whole map thing that they got going on mm-hmm. now. And originally, they were they they were proposing permit system as right. well down these roads. Oh. Uh, and they were saying that it was going to be cheap, possibly even free of charge. But what it did, it gave a revocable permit to people. Yep. And okay, it doesn't sound too bad. I mean, you go. I mean, it forces it to be a. It, it's but, like the beach. Yeah. I got to show up with insurance, yeah. a license. It's, I got to prove that I'm playing by the rules. I mean, if there is something like that, like, for example, you, Dave, you live there. Like, that is your, that is your almost proper, not property, but like, it's your front road. Like, you, you should get a free one. I would, (laughs) I would understand, like. The problem with a free permit is that it can be changed at any time. Yeah. You can. Once you open the door. charging later in line, later Mm -hmm. in time. Mm-hmm. You can um, uh, make different requirements, make it harder. Okay, mm-hmm. this year we're only giving a thousand permits, and yeah. oops, they were gone in the first five minutes they were available. You don't get one. That happened. That that and the state already has a, a you know a, mm-hmm. a, that's a real thing because the north end of Brigantine, um, you know, I have my Brigantine pass, but to go past the one marker on the north end that goes back to state land you have to have a different permit there's only so many of them it's like 80 yep. bucks a vehicle mm-hmm. um there's a lot of rules and regulations about mm-hmm. it so the state does has i get it the state does have like a precedent yep. for that to be the case and i think that's what's on people's minds when they talk about it now, with that being said, we are now approaching this map release, step four, whatever you want to call it, and all of a sudden, total silence about permits. Now, mm-hmm. they did a, it was an online meeting that they did, um, almost like a Zoom type thing, mm-hmm. and they allowed people to speak on everything as they would in the stakeholder process. And the amount of people that chimed in against the permits, I think was rather overwhelming to them. I don't think they were expecting that they had there's mayors and legislators and all kinds of people chiming in on how permits are bad. And then it went to public and I'd have to say probably 90% of the people that chimed in were anti-permit. So now all of a sudden there's no more talk about permits. So I'm Mm. hoping that within the power and numbers and people speaking up, they did away with that. Um, with the permit system. Yep. The mm. now hopefully with power and numbers yet again, with the map thing, there's the, uh, the the least amount of road closures possible. I mean, we already have the USGS map. Let's use it. You know, there's no need for this new map. Um, and we can only guess on what it's going to look like. And I mean, i my biggest fear along with everybody else that I've spoke to, they fear that it's going to look like that map of 2015 that did away with 279 miles worth of roads. That's so, kind of hard to wrap my head around. Cause I see, I see like the current map, um, things that are out there, not the, it's not the USGS one necessarily. It's some of the. If you just look up Wharton State Forest and, you know. If you look up Wharton State Forest map and yeah. capitalized MAP, mm-hmm. motorized access plan, they still have the draft map of that up there. And if you go on Open Trail, Open Trails New Jersey's Facebook page, mm-hmm. you can see an animated map that shows like all 500 miles worth of roads and then at, in green lines. And then the next. Oh, I've note, seen that. And then the red lines of all the, the stuff they shut down. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah it's it's it's, it's yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not good. No, not in any way. But it is remarkable that they, you know, it's like, you know, what what is the harm in this that everybody, you know, that there's so much vocal against it, and that's, but it's there's an equal amount of vocal for it. So it's just a matter of where your head's at with this thing. Yeah. I mean, you put some of these roads that cut really close behind the houses, they act as fire breaks as well. 
Uh, um, if, they, if, the, if they don't get the usage, you start getting canopy cover where fires can jump and get closer to the houses at that point, too. Yeah. So even the locals that don't really even go back there for anything are now, now educated on that to where eh, it could be a safety issue as well. So. Well, that's what I was telling you, Terry, because yep. when we were on, you're like, it's like a sand highway. I don't know. It's a, a major fire road because if there's a fire back there, that's how all the heavy equipment gets in there to like manage things. Yep. Um, and it's really wide. And, you know, for anybody that's never been there or even seen pictures of it, I mean, think of literally there are places where it is about as wide as, you know, a two or three lane highway, four lane, maybe not four lanes, but... And the trees are back from that, yep. you know, where it is a big well, chop through yeah, the... But not only to get the equipment in there, but that's a natural break correct, to correct. eliminate full spread Right. Um, with that. All right. So I'm, I've already put in the show notes um, some of these links for, you know, DP and for open trails um, for our listeners so they can go and, and find out for themselves. But it... This isn't just a New Jersey specific problem. This is something, you know, that's widespread and a we as responsible users need to set an example, mm-hmm. but we also need to show up. We need to be out there volunteering. We need to be, you know, visible and documenting the good stuff that we're doing uh you know to kind of counteract the the yahoo that's out there doing donuts and the you know, so it's easy for the bad stuff to get spread out there than than the good stuff, you know? Yeah, the media loves to focus on the negativity for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, I've done tons, and I, we, we've all done tons of projects with Tread Lightly. We're, they're a partner of the podcast. Um, so we, we definitely want to kind of spread that that um, that out there. Is there anywhere specifically that, you know, you want to, you know, Instagram or Facebook or a link that you want to share with our listeners? Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember the actual websites and Facebook, HTML, whatnot. But, <laughs> but like I said, Open Trails New Jersey is the most up-to-date, um, up-to-date one. Um, there's people some of the officers in there are meeting up with the DEP official officials and posting outcomes and what, what we have to look forward to and what people should do. And even contact lists, if it gets to the point of having to contact your local government, a lot of people aren't aware of how to do that. And open trails, New Jersey does make it a lot easier by providing links and, um, phone numbers of these people to contact and even a rough draft of sort of what to say, you know, Yep. Um, that's really, um, well, that's super helpful focused around here. And then as far as, um, Jeep clubs that are getting involved in it, um, and educating their members on responsible use of the roads, Pine Barrens Venom has really stepped up uh, to the plate over the past uh, like two years now. Um, they've been in contact with Open Trails New Jersey and they're spreading it to their members on uh, what to do and what not to do. Right. Um, but between, yeah, between them too, that's the big one. Or to reach out to me directly. I mean, you can contact me on Facebook. My phone number's on my Facebook. I mean, anybody yeah. who has comments suggestions questions wants to curse me out feel free to (laughs) (laughs) fair enough fair enough well dave i i appreciate you coming on tonight and helping us spread the word and and getting that out there um and just taking the time out of your busy schedule to come share it with a bunch of jeepers yeah literally over the past like few months it's been me contacting people nonstop. luckily I sort of work for myself and do my own thing. And it gives me the time to be able to communicate with people about this. Nice. And, uh, That's awesome. So it's, um, and it's been a pleasure for you guys to have me on. Um, the more people we reach out to, like I said, if it could get to a nation, 
a national level of awareness to where um, SEMA or somebody was to jump in to play on this, it'd be huge, you know? Yeah. A lot of, you see a lot of support out West on um, trying to keep stuff open. And when it comes to the East coast, you don't see that too much. You got this happening and I don't know how far do you guys go back, but like teleco down in the Carolinas, like, I mean, when that closed, there's really not yeah. a whole lot of big national support. And even like Blue Ribbon Coalition, they're great. Um, but in New Jersey, it's sort of like people just think that it's like the Jersey Shore TV show. And like, what's there to save out there? You know, they don't realize <laughs> the southern half is. Uh, it's, it, it, pump, it's the reasonable part of New Jersey. Oh, it is. <laughs> 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 Well, Dave, again, thank you so much for coming on here. You know, I'll have I'll have some stuff in the show notes for for everybody, but it, it's always good to get that word out there. Um, Bill, where can people find us? Well, guys, I want you to head over to your Googles and just search the Jeep Life Podcast. We have a YouTube channel, an Instagram, a Facebook, a Patreon, if you would like to support the podcast and any monetary donation uh, for a small monthly fee, you can support us directly. Um, but just sending us an email at info at jeeplifepodcast.com is one of the best ways to reward us for our hard work on this <laughs> podcast. Yes, and we thank you. All donations can be dropped at the door. <laughs> uh and on that note, <laughs> every penny goes towards the next felt like I, was, I felt like I was at the zoo, like, I know, right? and please donate to the Tigers. <laughs> uh, for for Dave coming on here and, and taking care of the Wharton State uh, part or state forest. 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 Yeah, I want to say that right. Um, sand in your crotch, Jason. <laughs> nah, Sandy nah, crotch, that Jason. That one, that one doesn't work so good. Break it, Billy. I'm Jeep and Terry, and here's a big Jeep wave to you, everybody. Yeah.